Wayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Welcome back to the show. As we always do on a Monday, it's time to talk tennis. And the man to talk to it about is the first serve host. His name is Brett Phillips and he joins us this afternoon. Hello, BP. Oh, Jules, lovely to speak to you. Beautiful uh, Melbourne day to start pounding the pavement. Oh, it's mag- magnificent, isn't it? Uh, ATP World Tour Finals underway. So 19th consecutive win for Novak Djokovic. And, and just watching the reaction, uh, this one meant a lot to him. Yeah, I think as he keeps getting older, Jules, and you play these sort of titanic matches against that generation who are younger than you, you still savour uh, those moments. And if you think of, you know, his tie-break record in the last up ten years has been exemplary, and he played one bad uh, tie-breaker in that second set. And then, as he so often does, Djokovic, with a flick of a switch, he turns the whole momentum back in his favour. And he's he's so good at resetting. So these young guys go, gee, we just about got him here. You know, two tiebreakers. You know, we we maybe a bit of fatigue might set him. He just gets stronger, Djokovic. He just sucks in the deep breath and says, no, 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 I won't be pushed off this court. And that effectively means now he'll finish the year as the year-ending world number one. So, yeah, this is a great. Um, it's a great week actually, having been to a couple. The best eight singles players, the best eight doubles players. And, you know, you're fighting against the guys at the top echelon alongside you. So underneath winning a slam, this is a great thing to have on the resume. Yeah, so it's in Turin this year. So eighth year, he will finish the world, world number one. So record extending. It means he's been, he goes over 400 weeks as world number one in his career. The, the standards he continues to set at his age, uh, uh, there's not much left to say about him, is there really? No, no, we're running into superlatives. Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel sorry for the runner-up who's got to stand alongside him at the presentation ceremony. And what do you, you always congratulate the winner, of course. And what do you say? I think Gregor Dimitrov in Paris a couple of weeks ago just said, "Buddy, I've got no words." You know, <laughs> let, me, let me thank the crowd and the sponsors and everything else. Uh, you just keep doing what you're doing. But yeah, look, uh, you know, there's every sign, as I've said previously, you know, the crosses that, you know, I think he could play for another two or three years. And we should just say the doubles, uh, we've got an Aussie presence, yeah. uh, which will feature sort of later tonight, early hours of tomorrow morning, the surprise packet of the Australian Open, Ricky Hidjikata and Jason Kubler, who can't even believe they're there in Turin. <laughs> uh, I'll play their interview on the first serve uh, tonight. They're pitching themselves. And, of course, Matt Ebden's had a brilliant year with Rohan Bapana, the 43-year-old Indian. It looks like he could play at least 50. So, yeah, great to see uh, the Aussies there. And they actually play the doubles first, Jules, which is magnificent. I wish more tournaments would look at this, a bit like the reserves before the seniors. Yes. When the crowd's coming in, rather than when the crowd's emptying out after the singles, they put the doubles on. But at the ATP finals, they do this really well. So Yannick Sinner had a win uh, over, overnight as well. Is he, the, is he the biggest danger to Novak in this tournament, do you think? Or is it still the man that we'll see in action tonight, uh, your man, Carlos Alcaraz? Alcaraz, yeah. I mean, Carlos, you wouldn't say right now is firing in all cylinders. Mm. He, sort of, he sort of limped to the, the last bit of the, uh, the year, you know, post a US Open. So you wouldn't say he's absolutely going uh, gangbusters. Sinner's on home soil in Italy. Gee, he's grown a leg this year. I mean, we, we talk about him a lot. I mean, he's just growing. Uh, he's lean, but he's game. Just, it just, it, he's sort of just puffing the chest out at the moment in a good way. There's an air of confidence that I belong with these guys now at the absolute top. And the Kale effect, we talk about that, but no, he, he's rock solid. And yeah, I think there were a chance of Ale, 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 when he every time he hit a shot and hit a winner last night. So the, the Italians are behind him with 
uh, plenty of passion and that you know, might be worth an extra point or two. So right now, he's one of the most informed players in the world. On the women's side, how did you look back at Australia's performance at the Billie Jean King Cup? Look, it was disappointing, mm. to be quite frank. And look, as a captain, and not the fairy tale Alicia Mollick would have hoped for in her last campaign, she had to make some decisions. So you've got Isla Tomjanovic who played five matches in total this year, short of a gallop, but you know the one who's obviously got to a, a great ranking prior to all the injuries. Darius Seville had only played 23 matches this year. Kim Birrell, highest rank, but not hasn't played on the, the big stages. Isla, yeah, sliding doors moments in her match, and if she had been more fine-tuned, she probably would have won that match. You know, Daria, a scoreline we don't normally associate with her, you know, a tough first set bagel for Kim when she was put out Thursday night. The one who held their head high was Storm Hunter. World number one doubles. Yep. In fact, she jumped off the plane in Cancun and just went out on court and played and then fronted up. She's got the best singles record of any of our girls in the last three years. Gee, I'd love to see her inside the top mm. 100. She's got the lefty game, but yeah, we just didn't didn't fire when it counted and you've got to win every point, every match. But yeah, it's rare, isn't it, that anyone goes out with the absolute fairy tale, which is... Uh, the great legacy, Mollick. This time last week, we were talking about the upcoming final at the WTA uh, Tour Finals, and it was absolute whitewash. What what happened? Yeah. 21 points is all that Jessica Pagula managed to win. Well, she, she fascinates me because she's been part of the four of the last two years. When you think of Shiontek, yeah. Stabalenka, Rybakina, and there's been Jess Pagula. So she's been a perennial quarterfinalist at the Slams can't get past that stage she's a, a beautiful mover and you know, obviously a great doubles player as well and she times the ball exceptionally well but she can't beat these three big players when it really really counts so a bit of thinking to do uh, for her she's a bit of a late bloomer all the injuries that she had but yeah I mean Eager's bounced back you know lost the world number one ranking and you know got it by year's end and yeah she'll be in good nick come the Aussie summer uh, she'll be on tech so yeah, that was the way I played it. I don't think uh, I get a feeling, Jules, we might not be going back to Cancun for the WTA final. <laughs> what gives you that feeling, BP? Oh well, we had a hurricane, we had a tornado, a cyclone, and the players uh, hated the whole it. Place nearly blew into the ocean, and uh, <laughs> it wasn't the best time of year to go there in November. And speaking of the Australian summer, what a boost! Uh, well, for world tennis and the Brisbane International, that uh, Naomi Osaka will make her comeback first time since July. Sorry, September twenty. 20- 22 at the Brisbane International early next year. Yeah, going to be great. I mean, it's a good tournament, having been there a few times. They've been starved. I mean, what, the first time in four years they're going to have their tournaments back on the calendar. There's going to be further redevelopments that uh, Pat Rafter Arena ahead of the uh, you know, Brisbane Olympics in the next uh, decade. So that's going to look even better. And, yeah, I mean, they always get a good field. I mean, our lead-up events do get good fields because all the players are arriving here in Australia and need a couple of weeks of, of matches. So, yeah, it'll be fascinating to see how she does look. I mean, I've been seeing some footage. She's training. Uh, she's trying to get herself in good nick again. And, yeah, we'll see how that sort of translates, you know, back on court. APM SEN tonight, the first serve. What's on the show? Yeah, plenty. We'll just whip around uh, everywhere. So ATP finals, Billie Jean. Um, there's actually a, it's a, a, a really, uh, we talk about, you know, in footy, the Players Association looking after retired players and pensions and everything. In tennis, there's a thing called Beyond the Tour and, you know, trying to look after uh, players, you know, beyond their career. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll delve into that. A regular college segment, which is pretty popular and 
Yeah, lots going on, Jules. We'll just whip around here, there, and everywhere. As you do every Monday night at 8 p.m., it's the first serve. Thanks for your time, BP. Pleasure, Jules. Talk soon. Just a reminder, too, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in-store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you're in with a chance. Well, that was yesterday, so you're probably not a chance. So I'll just take that last 20 seconds back. Um, you're gone. You can't win the can't win it. But what a prize that is, $70,000 to get to the Super Bowl. Okay, let's break. We'll wrap up. Hand over to Andy and Gazy very shortly.